from, from WDM East Lansing. You're listening, you are to, the listening to the Undercurrent, a weekly radio show that, that brings you audio narratives from students at Michigan State Michigan University. State University. From WDBM East Lansing, this is The Undercurrent. I'm your host, Daniel Rizel. This is The Undercurrent's fourth season and our third episode. We've got another theme to share today. Working with stories on making the best of what you get hit with. Going against the odds. Walking uphill. Our theme, Roll With The Punches. Our first story comes from a Michigan State student with her own fashion line. It's so weird because I would have never pictured myself doing this like last year. After that, we'll check in on an impact alum. I went from being a full-time student to being unemployed. Like, that's not really something to look forward to. Stay tuned. This is The Undercurrent. You're tuned in to Impact 89 FM. I'm your host, Daniel Rizal, and this is The Undercurrent, our weekly news and storytelling program. Roll with the punches is our theme today, working with stories on taking the hits thrown right at you. We now go to our first story from reporter Nina Rao. She spoke with Amir Butler, a sophomore at Michigan State University. She started her own fashion line. Fashion designing was never really on Amir Butler's mind as a career path. She had other plans growing up. I swear, okay, this was my career route. As a kid, I wanted to be a surgeon. Then it went to, like, being in something in criminal justice, right? Crazy. Then from there, it went to being, like, a film director. And now, (laughs) I'm a fashion designer and CEO of my own company, so. She's currently a sophomore here at Michigan State, studying media and information. And she owns a business with 16 credits on her plate and three jobs. How does she manage it, you ask? With prayer, yeah, most definitely. But fashion was always a hobby of hers. She'd be lying to you if she's never daydreamed about venturing into the fashion world. Yeah, as a child, I did want to have like a clothing line, but I didn't know what it would be, like how I would do it. So it actually did start off as like a partnership, but it wasn't Serene. It was something completely different. I can't really put that out there right now, but... Yeah, so it was something completely different. Things went wrong, and I kind of parted ways and started my own thing. So, yeah, that's how Serene happened. Serene is the name of her brand. To be specific, it's Live That Life Serene. And it took her a while to come up with that. It was so weird. I was just sitting in a room one day, and I was just like, what type of names do I need? Because I had, like, so many names. Um, but Reem is my nickname. And so I, like, combined So Reem to make it just like a word, and I defined it as being carefree. Because my name is Amir, so like Amir backwards is Rima, and then you get Reem out of that, so yeah. That wasn't the only thing that took a while to achieve. Her partnership for the clothing line wasn't really going anywhere. I was more of like the creative director when it was like a partnership, you know what I'm saying? Because she came to me like, oh yeah, we should do this, and I'm like, okay, cool, and so I was giving her like my ideas and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, yeah. 
And so, like, the communication was kind of, like, lacking. So I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to just start my own thing. You know, I took the opportunity. I'm like, run for it. And a lot of the problems also occurred due to the absence of a contract. They didn't settle on basic rules and priorities when they started this partnership. Quick side note, Amir chose not to disclose her partner's identity, hence is why her name hasn't been mentioned. However, the struggle didn't end there. She went through a lot of obstacles to actually make this happen. I don't know, like I went through like a lot of teams, which is really crazy because you find like what people, I mean, I guess who can work with you and who can't really work with you. So like, yeah. So she turned to the closest people she had for guidance. So I just sat down with my dad. My dad was just like, yeah, you should really do this, you know? And I'm like, "Mm, okay. And then my friends were like, you know, let's do this, like get it done. I'm like, okay, sweet. So that's what I did. Ran with it, you know, put out the promo video. Everybody was loving it. Like, oh my God, Amir, like, like where did this come from? And she did it. Her vision came true. So I do make t-shirts, body suits, leggings. See the, I met her leggings. Um, we have jerseys, crop tops. Um, and right now I'm working on the fall collection, which is really exciting. And her inspiration? I would say music, which is really weird. And I would just look at different stuff and just be like, oh, yeah, you know, I could put that on there. Or, oh, yeah, I like that shirt. Like, let's do it. But, like, you know, person-wise, I would say Beyonce. Like, her work ethic is amazing. I love her. I wish I could, like, do everything she did, but, like, in the fashion industry instead of, like, the music industry. But, yeah, I love her, sort of God. And I kind of wanted something that, you know, resonated with me, like being a black girl, you know, going through all this other stuff. And, you know, I wanted not only black girls and black boys to, you know, understand this, but brown people as well, you know what I'm saying? Because we all, you know, feel the same thing and go through the same thing, basically, because we're people of color, so. And that is shown through her creations. Some of her T-shirts say black, educated, and petty, or I matter. Or even lazy with a line crossing it. And the goal of those sayings are to break stereotypes placed on people of color. It was just like, I was just so tired of being tired of, you know, all this racism and stuff like that. I mean, it's still going on today, of course. So, like, I just wanted to take, like, my I Matter shirts. Just letting people know that, you know, we still matter. You can do whatever you want to do. You know, pursue whatever dreams you want to. You know, just as long as you put your mind to it. Don't just say something and not do it. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. So, basically, you know, I should say this. Serene is basically, like, a carefree brand that did start out as being, like, this empowerment for, like, black people and stuff like that and people of color, basically. And so it kind of escalated from that of just being, like, a carefree brand, just, like, you know, not even care what people saying because it's, like, people always, you know, got to comment about how, how what I'm wearing, what I'm doing with my life. I'm like, it's my life. Let me live it. So live your life, Serene. So that's basically what it is. So I've had, like non-black people wear my shirts like the lazies and stuff like that and it was weird like I was just at first I'm like okay like some of my white friends who wear the lazies because I'm just like I made the lazy shirt to like you know say that we're not lazy because that's like one of the main stereotypes for black people so I'm just like you know not like not all of us are lazy yeah there's some lazy people but like you know we can work just as well as you and do all this other stuff so like grind baby you know make that money (laughs) make that money honey 
The next challenge was to get people to purchase them, which went really well for some shirts, but the others were left out. So she utilized other resources to get attention. Yeah, so I would actually, um, you know, go on social media and try to get promoters. So I have J. Cole from um, Vine, who was a promoter. I had some local, like, dancers who would promote and stuff like that, and that brought in a lot of sales as well. So, yeah. I asked if her success was meant to be, and she said, Yes, like I'm do like it's so weird because I would have never pictured myself doing this like last year. Like if somebody would have told me like if you had a clothing line, like that's just so crazy cuz I'm seriously all over the place. Like I came here like for like film and stuff like that, so like having a clothing line is just so crazy, but it was a surprise to me, but yeah. The music used in the stories from the album Chrome by Nangdo for Impact Student Radio. I'm Nina Rao. More information on Live That Life Soreem, that's S-O-R-E-E-M, can be found on their website, livethatlifesoreem.bigcartel.com. You're tuned in to MSU Student Radio. I'm your host, Daniel Rizal. This is our weekly news and storytelling program, The Undercurrent, here on MSU Student Radio. If you missed any part of that story or you're hoping to listen to the rest later, we've got you covered. All of our episodes are available as podcasts, and you can find them online at impact89fm.org and also on iTunes by searching The Undercurrent. Look for our black and red logo to help you find that. And if you have a story of your own, let us know. You can shoot us an email to news, that's N-E-W-S, at impact89fm.org. Once again, this is The Undercurrent, and I'm Daniel Rezel. Roll with the punches is our theme today, working with the punches that are thrown right at you. Our next story comes from reporter Cole Tunningly, who checked in on an Impact alum. Colin Jackson was our training director here at WDBM, he also hosted The Vibe, our station's hip-hop and R&B specialty show. Here's Cole and Colin. This summer, Nina Rao interviewed Colin Jackson. She handed over the interview to me, and it's all about life after graduating. Oh, I remember graduating high school. I started doing stand-up, started making new friends, taking a few secret road trips that my mom still doesn't know about. It was a wild time characterized by almost daily life-changing events that showed me the near non-existent limits of my newfound independence. I mean, graduating college? Wow. What will that be like? I mean, right now I have like five or, like, yeah, about like five or six applications out there I need to check up on. So I plan on making those phone calls uh, and then email some other uh, different sources I've been wanting to work for. And even if they don't have like a careers link on the website, I just want to email whatever contact link to see if maybe I can find something. Just trying to make contacts, um, be as social as possible, uh, make as many phone calls as possible, meet as many people as possible. Always keep my eyes open for new opportunities. Whew, boy, that sounds way, way different. Hearing Colin's words as a bright-eyed young sophomore is quite shocking to my fragile system. He knows who I am. He's talked to people just like me. I remember talking to freshmen, you know, or when I was a freshman, even a lot of my friends were like, can't wait to graduate, get a job, all that. I was never really looking forward to it. You know, like these are the best four years of your life. They say that for a reason. And 
for me, it's just kind of like, okay, cool. Well, I still have my like part-time jobs. I've been working throughout most of college, but I went from being a full-time student to being unemployed. Like that's not really something to look forward to. I have to know when does this idealism fade? Because I have big, big plans for after college, fantastical plans that I know are impossible, but I still believe in them. Even Colin had impossible dreams at one point. I never knew what I wanted to be. Like, I remember when I was a little kid, I thought I was going to be the next Michael Jordan, <laughs> as do many little kids. Then they realized their basketball skills quite aren't, aren't quite up there. Then I thought I could be like the next Sammy Sosa, but without cheating. And also my baseball skills weren't quite up there. Now, his dreams, his goals, his future, it all seems a little more realistic. I'm pretty open to going anywhere. I would, for now at least, I'd like to live in New Orleans, just because it's such a beautiful city, but... If I had to stay in the Midwest, I'd rather work in a city than stay in a place like Okemos, where I'm from. I would be working with people, definitely working with people, um, probably doing more writing and research. Um, I would need to have windows in whatever office I'm in. I can't do cubicles, not to discourage any cubicle jobs. Just I prefer having people around me or sunshine or something. Um, public relations jobs have been really appealing to me lately. Um, I'm still open to taking internships, uh, anything that really gets me like out the office too, like doing different things, running errands, talking to people, meeting with people. While the hunt for a post-graduation job may be rough, Colin has a golden piece of advice he gained in college that could realistically apply to the rest of his life, to the rest of our lives, to everybody, every day, for everything we do. I've always kind of had this mantra, even throughout college, like when there was like a paper due the next day or something, like it will get done. It will happen. I'm confident in that. It's just a matter of how long it takes and when it happens. Lately, while those five or six applications he sent in have been lingering in limbo, Colin has been seeing friends and peers taking opportunities, getting jobs, getting internships. I don't know, like, half of me, like, doesn't really care. The other half of me is pretty competitive. So, like, I think, like, oh, wow, they have it. I need to get it. But at the same time, like me and my friends I'm really close to a lot of us are in the really same position so I'm happy for other people like it works for them it works for them that's awesome like it's just a matter of like waiting your turn or maybe not even waiting your turn I guess that's the wrong way of putting it but it's a matter of when it's your turn to grab on and get something for yourself he doesn't want to waste his turn for him getting a job is not what's most important it's not such a matter of like finding a job because I feel like there's jobs I could do you know like there's always jobs you could do and decent paying jobs with good benefits, but it's a matter of finding a job that you want to do. I think that's the biggest thing for me. Life after college may be tough. I mean, it really sounds like it will be. The forces that guide us, love, ambition, fear of death. These all can leave us wanting to do more or just wanting more. But all we have the power to do is live the best we can and greet everything thrown our way, everything we earn, everything we experience, with a determined smile, until death himself arrives to ask, what are you so happy about? I hope Colin, I hope I, I hope everyone I know has something great to tell him. For Impact Student Radio, I'm Cole Tunningly. Cole Tunningly speaking with Impact alum Colin Jackson. And that does it for this week's show. Roll with the Punches was our theme today, working with all the hits that you take throughout your life. A special thanks to our general manager, Ed Glazer, 
our station manager, Audrey Matus, our assistant news directors, Nina Rao and Cole Tunningly, and our programming director, Michael Pomorski. You've been listening to The Undercurrent. I've been your host, Daniel Rizel. And if you missed a part of today's show, you can find the full thing online. You can find it at impact89fm.org and on iTunes. On top of that, we're on Twitter at WDBM underscore current. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll hear from you next week. You've been listening. You've been listening to, to the undercurrent. Undercurrent. The undercurrent from WDBM East Lansing. Thank <laughs> you.